The wealth management industry worldwide is estimated to hold about 103 trillion in assets under management and one of the fastest growing industries globally. Of this 103 trillion, ETFs represent about 13% of equity assets in the US, about 8% in Europe and 4% in APAC. Wisdom Tree manages about 45 billion in ETFs and has been an early adopter of blockchain and emerging technologies for their business. Hello and welcome to this fourth edition of our Web 3.0 podcast series. This is Shankar Krishnan, Head of Digital Assets at Capgemini. In each episode, we speak with financial services leaders about their experiences with the metaverse, blockchain, digital assets, DeFi, machine learning, AI and more. Together, we explore how technology is changing the landscape and making financial services sustainable and more profitable. Today's conversation features Will Peck, Head of Digital Assets at Wisdom Tree. Prior to Wisdom Tree, Will was an investment banker at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. Welcome to the program, Will. Good morning. Great to be here. Very exciting times for asset and wealth management and the emerging technologies in the space. Uh, in our own digital assets business, uh, Will, we find that tokenization is transforming existing asset life cycles and the blockchain combined with tokenization are creating new ways for industry participants to create, issue, hold, trade and service assets. And a lot of the traditional operations and technology folks are at times very slow to adopt this trend. So this podcast comes at a very important time. First off, Will, given Wisdom Tree's unique presence in the ETF Hall of Fame, how have you been able to leverage smart contracts, tokenization, and blockchain-enabled finance to improve investor experience? And given that some of the traditional players uh, are having a tough time to get this done, what is your guidance and how were you able to accomplish this? Yeah, I think this is a, uh, a question that, you know, maybe just giving a little bit of background. So, you know, I think you, uh, you gave a nice introduction to Wisdom Tree. I think it's fair to say that, you know, we, our founder, are in the ETF Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, Wisdom Tree launched its first ETFs in 2004. Today, we manage, you know, we referenced about 45 billion. It's actually closer to 90 billion today uh, between the US and Europe Got it. Uh, in exchange traded funds and exchange traded products. Um, and we launched our first ETF um, back in uh, 2006. And uh, I joined the firm in 2014, so I was not around for that. But, um, you know, very early proponents of ETFs being a superior technology to mutual funds. Yeah. Right. It was a better investor experience by investing in ETFs versus mutual funds. And then since that time, the flows have absolutely, the net flows into the products have absolutely proven that out. You know, ETFs have taken in trillions and trillions of dollars. Mutual funds, especially active mutual funds, have largely bled money um, over to ETFs. And this is a trend that I think a lot of people take for granted today. And you speak to some of the early people working in ETFs at the time, and uh, they, you know, had conviction in what they were doing, but uh, it was not so obvious to everyone then. So, we see a lot of parallels uh, between that and then what we're seeing now with uh, tokenization and blockchain-enabled finance. Very, very interesting. And and obviously, we, we are seeing similar trends. Uh, most of our uh, clients that are in the financial uh, services industry, be it banks, asset managers, head funds, or financial intermediaries, a lot of conversation and action around uh, tokenization of their assets platform, both from origination, distribution, and so on and so forth. And initiatives like... Uh, T plus one moving on to T plus zero are also helping set the case uh, for how the blockchain can be a great enabler of this. Uh, it was very interesting to read, Will, about your uh, tokenized assets platform, Wisdom Tree Prime, 
And given that uh, a lot of it is about helping investors uh, handle their transactions better, having more choices, how do you differentiate in the market? What are some of the assets that one are one is able to obtain in that platform? And how do you think the investors uh, experience changes uh, overall? Yeah, absolutely. So Wisdom Tree Prime has been uh, you know part of the outgrowth of our focus in turning to thinking about tokenization as a way to improve the investor experience today. So Wisdom Tree Prime is a financial app, a digital wallet um, that's our own proprietary channel for delivering these tokenized assets in digital funds. It's a platform that allows users to save, spend, invest all within the same technology stack and kind of marrying different parts of your financial life, trying to bring it all into one spot. Um, and uh, we're doing all this kind of in a blockchain native way, uh, which we think has, like a lot of us have theorized, actually proving out the user experiences of benefits of doing that. You know, over time, bringing in things like atomic settlement, peer-to-peer transferability, engagement with the outside ecosystem in a broader way than necessarily is available to, uh, you know, people who are using neobanks today. Um, so um, Wisdom Tree Prime is a channel by which we're going to deliver these tokenized assets and digital funds to people. And um, we're quite excited to be, um, you know, rolling it out uh, to users in the coming months. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, uh, you were part of a panel at the Digital uh, Assets Week, and obviously it was uh, discussed some of these things here. But again, after the crypto winter, again, it's not a fault of crypto as much as the people that ran it. But what are your thoughts on what will replace cryptos? And I mean, do you, do you see a lot of action in things like tokenized deposits? And uh, I mean, now that ETFs are tokenized, is it an entirely different uh, asset class? What are your thoughts on the revival of crypto? Do you think regulation will kind of make... Uh, uh, programmable crypto or programmable uh, assets uh, more popular going forward? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, the term crypto people can kind of use for different, I think crypto as an asset class, right? You saw, and this is probably a universally held view or near universally held view amongst your listeners, a lot of froth and some ridiculousness with like, you know, some of the meme coins, some of the NFTs, where I, I think it was pretty clear at the time that things were getting a little out of hand in terms of the trading activity and what was going on. Um, but kind of underlying that, there was a lot of real innovation happening by, you know, certain more blue chip product projects. And, um, you know, I don't think you can, you know, people like to, you know, write op-eds or whatever, distinguishing there's like crypto over here and there's blockchain over here. I don't think it's quite so clean, right? And you need to recognize that there's, um, it's not like an either or situation. And it's very possible to, you know, view Bitcoin as like a, you know, a gold equivalent asset that has value in a portfolio while also recognizing that it may not be possible to build the entire financial system on the Bitcoin blockchain, right? I think it's it's possible to have both those views, um, which, you know, I personally have and, and we have at Wisdom Tree in terms of we think certain crypto assets can definitely add value to a portfolio, but not to let it kind of distract you or to get confused about what this technology can do more broadly. Um, so that, that's a bit how we think about it. I, I don't have a perfect prediction for crypto. I mean, I think there's going to be kind of a continued flight to quality. Um, I think hopefully some of these more speculative, certainly the fraud like projects, um, will decrease over time and, um, people can be thinking about this more as, you know, a technology, potentially an asset class for certain of these assets and, um, allow many of us to just focus on building on this, like, you know, really remarkable technology that's been created as part of this. Very interesting. 
Uh, as with everybody in the space, well, one of the things we do is uh, have a technology radar that tra tracks something like 50 plus technologies. And one of the cool things uh, about ChatGPT Generative AI is that we get to uh, apply that to our investment marketplace now to validate some theses and also kind of, uh, I wouldn't say replace analysts, but kind of uh, use it alongside analysts for uh, quicker decisioning. What are some of the things that you see in the space of generative AI? And, and uh, you know, also I throw the metaverse in there because while we see a fair bit of traction uh, with the use of the metaverse for training, hiring, education and such, uh, and some of our partnership with Unity Labs to create some immersive experiences, what are some of the things you're seeing out there as a leading firm? Um, absolutely. I guess taking those in parts, first with generative AI, I, I think the biggest thing that we're seeing to date is it just makes people more efficient, right? Especially if you're someone dealing with code and um, it can you can use it as a tool to just make you more efficient. So the biggest thing I've seen kind of related to blockchain for this is that some of our you know employees who deal with Solidity code or whatnot have found it to be additive and, you know, it's, it's been well-trained on those data sets and databases and uh, code bases, and it can be very constructive in terms of, you know, building new, you know, code. Um, so I think that in itself is great. I don't have any sort of perspective that beyond that, how it might work. I, I just think it's been a great tool in terms of making people more efficient and that's beyond code too, right? That could be just writing simple emails, things like that. So I think um, we're quite bullish in terms of the ability for it to uh, make people more efficient. In terms of the metaverse, you know, I think I'd put this in the category a bit of a lot of the froth that was going on. You know, it like when, not to call it certain project by name, but you got like a bank putting up like a bank stand and like a you know a digital game. Okay, it's cool. Like I, I it's cool, but it's not. It's not quite the same thing in a way. And so I, I do think there was maybe a little bit of a confusion in terms of trying to put this all on chain in a way versus, you know, what, like the best games that exist out there, like a Roblox or whatever, you know, uh, that have actually built for gamers and built in this way. So um, I guess we'll see what happens over time with the metaverse. It's not something that I'm particularly focused on in terms of what we do, but it's, um, it certainly don't want to be dismissive of, um, you know, you would have said 15 years ago, there's no way we'd be all be working together over video and stuff like that. And here we are today and it works quite well, right? So I don't mean to be dismissive, but I do think there's um, probably uh, quite a bit more work that needs to go to making that like a real thing that adds value for people. Yeah. And, and for a lot of people still sitting in cash and uh, I mean, this is not a investment recommendation show, but I'm just saying from a blockchain enabled ETF, what are some of the alternatives that they have with Wisdom Tree right now? Yeah. So, um, and just a, a bit of a background on what these funds are. So their mutual funds are 40 Act registered mutual funds, uh, the shares of which um, are a record of shares is tokenized and can be held on chain. Um, so there still is a, a, you know, an important KYC process. There's still an involvement of wisdom tree entities in terms of delivering these fund shares to people. Um, but um, we do see the benefits coming with this on-chain record um, for um, and customer experience and potentially over time cost and user experience benefits. So, um, I, I do think, you know, frankly, I, I think where a lot of people are at right now is saying, hey, rates are at, you know, risk-free rates, short-term risk-free rates are, you know, close to 5%. Um, if you're owning treasuries, that's a certainly better than sitting in cash um, in a lot of cases and in almost all cases in short-term treasuries. And um, I think the same thing could be applied with stable coins. So one of the terms that we've used in kind of our investment, you know, outlooks is a bank walk 
where a lot of people are recognizing that banks are paying them very little on their deposits. Uh, and they'd be better off being in things like a money market fund or like a, you know, a very short duration treasury fund. Um, so that's the type of stuff that without getting into specific investment recommendations or things like that, a lot of what we're seeing from kind of Wisdom Tree's ETF business, but also seeing in this digital assets, blockchain enabled fund um, business that we're building as well. So that's definitely of relevance to people right now. And otherwise, we think people, there's always going to be demand for highly liquid, high quality assets, you know, like US 500 stocks and things of that nature. So that's what we're focused on. Very interesting. Given your investment banking background, uh, Will, how do you see investment banking, sales and trading, and folks like that adopt digital assets for their business? And uh, what are some of the use cases you think uh, will reimagine tomorrow's investment banking? Yeah, I mean, I, I think just generally, this is part of a transition in terms of the capital markets stack more broadly, right? If we're able to do things, you know, like, what we're talking about at Wisdom Tree, you know, what I know Capgemini has talked about with all these various announcements. I think that's going to improve capital markets functioning more broadly, right? You're going to remove some intermediaries, you're going to reduce costs, and that's definitely going to have a, hopefully a positive impact on, um, on capital markets activities at banks. I still think on the advisory side, you know, like this doesn't replace advice or, you know, human beings giving that. It's going to be a long time before AI does in a way, um, instead it'll just be aiding people to be more efficient. Um, so I don't necessarily see a, a big change there, but I think banks in general are going to benefit from, you know, improvement in terms of, you know, people have been talking about settlement of like, um, you know, term loans or things like that, for example, that a process today takes like 30 days and um, isn't super clean. And is there a way that by having a automatically reconciled database where everyone has clear visibility in terms of what's going on, have better data management or data access rights, can that make that process better? Um, and, um, I th certainly think it could, and I'm looking forward to people kind of continuing to prove out those use cases over time. Um, and I think that's going to improve, um, you know, investment banking, hopefully lead to, um, uh, you know, lower fees for clients and just a more efficient capital markets. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we are just coming off, uh, meetings at both, uh, ISDA and SIFMA and a lot of interest on how, uh, tokenized assets, uh, are the future and how they create more efficiency. So yeah, I completely agree with your thinking. Uh, given that our listeners are global, Will, anything else that I should have asked you that I forgot to do so and that you'd like to share with the audience? No, no, I've just been, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to speak. You know, obviously, you know, Wisdom Tree's been, it's been nice to see this kind of moment in the sun for real-world asset tokenization. I think two years ago uh, when I took this job, some people looked at me like I was, uh, took it from another part of the firm. Some people looked at me like I was a little bit crazy. And then today, you know, every major financial firm, every major asset manager bank uh, is looking at this, has a team dedicated and focused on this. So um, it's, you know, we feel like we're ahead of the curve and have a uh, early mover advantage on many of our competition in the space. And I'm um, going to look to continue to press that forward in terms of bringing real world asset tokenization, the actual benefits to day to day financial services users more than just, you know, people in crypto or DeFi traders or whatnot. So. We're quite excited about this moment um, and uh, we're happy it's a buzzword now, tokenization, and looking forward to um, bringing more products to market uh, shortly. Absolutely. Thank you ever so much, Will, for spending part of your day with us and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, have a great day. Thank you very much. You too. Bye-bye now. To all our listeners around the world, if you have found this podcast informative, Please subscribe to our Banking Payments and Wealth Spotlight podcast on Spotify, Apple, 
Google Podcasts or any other podcast apps. If you are interested in listening to more Capgemini Financial Services podcasts, please subscribe to our Insurance Insights channel. This podcast has been brought to you by Capgemini Financial Services. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.